Page 193, informing the soul of our intention. The greatest part of effort is the mystery of intention. When we want to do something, we turn our hearts towards it and eventually a path opens. Much of the preparation for the inward work lies in developing the intention to do it, making it more important than going to a movie or being admired by our friends. It is not enough to long for freedom. We must have a platform in daily life, a basis for the change. Change itself is sudden, like a heart, like harvest. It is preparing the ground that takes time. The first moment of turning toward integrity is important because <clears throat> at that time, many of the elements of the journey are present in embryo. If we are hasty or tardy, we neglect some part of ourselves. Later, we shall have to turn back for it. Acting with integrity serves notice to the universe that we do not neglect the beautiful and practical things we humans must do, the, <coughs> the soul's task, and at the same time that we trust in the mysterious unfolding of the spirit. The universe may depend upon toward us in invisible ways, but only if we are prepared to do without external help, only if we love the journey enough to persevere in the face of utter discouragement. Do you ever, um, I mean, people in Florida right now must be pretty discouraged. Here comes Malen, yay. I mean, you know, I'll say, I'll say. The Wait, let's let, let Malen uh, come in first. Um, this is interesting, Malen. How are you? Fine, thank you. Sorry, I'm late. Um, the universe may bend toward us in invisible ways, but only if we are prepared to do so, to do without external help. Only if we love the journey enough to persevere in the face of utter discouragement. It's talking about intention and how important that is. What What are you saying, Cody? Uh, like you bring up Florida. Um... Oh, I'm wondering. You know how how discouraging that must be. But but you notice because uh, because I know uh, like my family does it too because uh, they live along the Gulf Coast of Texas. And in, in Louisiana also, so they always bounce back, man. You know, it's, it's, they don't be down for too long. When Psyche was performing her tasks under her constraint. Oh, do you want to read, Malen? Yeah, sure. Oh, that's great. It's your turn. Okay. Thank you. Um, when Psyche was performing her tasks under her constraint, she just had to attend moment by moment to each one. 
When she looked ahead to the goal and opened the box from the underworld, she almost destroyed herself. The man who, come, who came to his Asian teacher and bowed each year and had no warranty that one day the tension could break and they could laugh together. He did not perform his actions merely for, for the sake of future results. What he did had its own virtue, the way a tree puts our leaves out, put out, I'm sorry. What he did have its own virtue, the way a tree puts out leaves saying green, green, praising life. Okay, Cody, that's a nice idea that a tree is saying green, green. <laughs> is it your turn, Tony? Cody? Yeah. Okay. We walk and walk, even though voices call us from the road. And we grow accustomed to walk to the walking, which gathers its, gathers to itself a dreamlike air. The Japanese word for a plain Zen monk is unsai, which means clouds and water. For eventually we flow, passing beyond intention, clinging to nothing, while nothing clings to us. As doubt gives way to effort, so effort gives way to non-effort, drifting into what it has always longed for, what has always been the only way forward in the brightest times and in the darkest faith, the traditional third leg of the cauldron. I seem to be getting these days, I don't know about you guys, but um, accepting that there is a dark side to things, I guess I should have uh, figured that out earlier. Oh, you say accepting it? Well, accepting that that's part of life. Not that yeah. it's okay, but but it's inevitable. <coughs> that's what you meant by a dark side? Yeah. Mm. What do you mean by a dark side? The same thing? I haven't thought about it. I mean, you, you want things to be a certain way, and then um, sometimes they're not. Mm -hmm. And is that just an, an anomaly, you know, something that, an odd thing that happens, or is it part of the whole business? Sometimes you miss the bus, and sometimes you get it. Mm -hmm. Faith in listening. Who's reading, me? Yes, on you, Kim. Okay. Doubt and effort persisted in, strengthen the vessel that holds life. But faith releases us from the struggle of the realm of character and begins to join them with the freedom of the spirit again. It is part of character to know that there are things greater than anything we do, that help can arrive, <coughs> though we had not looked for it. Jacob struggled with his angel all night. Nothing within his power could change the situation. 
so he had to endure. But then something changed in the world. Dawn came on. The desperate man was blessed and lived. The light opened his future. Faith is the basis of inner work. Since without it, we might not preserve sufficiently in our doubt or in our effort. Yet, faith is also felt as a sort of reward, a fruit of the practice before we have any other visible evidence of the developing, of the developing reality of the spirit and soul. With faith, we relax. We don't have to push. The current carries us even if we are in the dark. So do we, we all have faith? In a you know, sense, in, yeah. Uh, you know, in some religions, it's faith in God. What's faith in Buddhism? So I, I, would, I would guess that the faith in Buddhism is basically... Uh, Because, because you're you're basically obtaining nothing, so it it, it would kind of by default be your faith in nothing or nothingness, emptiness, because that's your overall quote unquote goal. Yes. Well, for some, the ultimate goal is to end suffering, but you might have faith that that this path will get you um, so somewhere. You know, that it's, it's, uh, it's a good choice. Just like, um, Let's say eating good food is a good choice. You have faith that if you eat good food, you know, your body will thank you for it. So you might have faith in, in, um, I guess you have faith when you're walking along a path, like you're going to the grocery store and you decide you're going to go a certain way. You have faith that it's going to help you get there. How's your faith these days, Len? Well, I, well, the first part of the question, I always remember, uh, I liked a lot uh, the last book that we read, the Katagiri one, and the one from Gugu, the Silent Illumination, and both of them uh, explained in the beginning that the practice will lead you to some, um, let's say, experience or a way to appreciate this um, human life with, um, with beautiful experiences or, you know, with this contemplation that it is particular. And uh, unique. So I think that faith also 
in the practice means that to believe that continuing with practice, you will understand this life as something beautiful. I like that. Uh, I don't know if you heard Flynn talk about he went to his teacher and said um, that he had a lot of doubt. No, he it wasn't actually his teacher, it was this other teacher. But anyway, he went to him and said, I have doubt. And he said, do you have doubt in yourself or doubt in the practice? And Flynn said, um, doubt in myself. And the guy said, well, that's fine. It's fine to have doubt in yourself, but not to have doubt in the practice. So that's, I think doubt and faith are, are similar. I mean, faith is like the antidote for doubt. Mm. The, the complex thing, at least to me, is that you have to accept that. That's the beginning, right? To accept uh, that you will leave practice in order. Well, you'll go through periods of doubt. That's human, isn't it? Mm. Like you think you get discouraged, things don't work out, and you think, um, you know, you'll never find this or that that you're looking for. The guy who invented, you know, the big problem in, in the invention of photography was to fix the image. They knew how to make images way before they knew how to fix them. And um, Herschel, I think he was the one, um, and he went, he tested sodium thiosulfate, and then he tested a thousand different chemicals to see what would work but he didn't use a, a strong enough solution of sodium thiosulfate, which is actually what fixer is, the third chemical, you know, that fixes the image. So then he, he tried it once again and it worked. But anyway, he must've been pretty discouraged with the thousand different um, things that he tried. Um, and think of scientists, I like to think about scientists whose whole life must, might be failure but necessary in the big picture, that they tried things that didn't work. You know, like the Wright brothers, imagine that if, the, if, if things can't fly that are heavier than, than whatever, um, it's still valid what they did, it's still necessary, and it, it points the direction for other people. Mm. But it's tough. You know, when you fail. Yeah. What I like about your example about photography is that uh, there are at least, I, I think it's, there are seven, you know, inventors of photography, Daguerre and her. Different parts of the world, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, so there are different ways to get to the objective, right? And that's true with a lot of, uh, of the early inventions there. Mm -hmm. Who's reading? I think it's Cody. It's oh, Cody. Okay. Years ago, I worked for a brief period in the antique copper smelters in Queenstown 
on the west coast of Tasmania. When the shift was inactive, the rule was that you had either to be invisible or look as if you were working. I would climb up into the girders, thick with the sulfurous dust, and read Conrad's tales of the East Indies and the poems of John Donne, who loved women in the first part of his life and God in the second. I remember almost nothing of what I read, but that reading, its motion in the dark is still vivid. I understood so little yet, and yet unconsciously perhaps asked the poetry and story and the stories to change me so that I could enter their world. Reading in the girders was my act of faith. Since I did not know where the journey was leading, I had to commit to it for its own sake before even considering its goal. Such reading is a practice like meditation on a question in which we persevere in, in comprehension, we are changed. Faith appreciates the absurdities of such a path towards growth. To read was a struggle, not so much because I was dog tired from swinging a sledgehammer to clean the furnace, <coughs> but because I found that reading separated me from everyone around me. It separated me from the snow, the mud, the company bus stop, the pub, the, and the sulfur dioxide burning the hills down to their naked orange and pink. Later, I would have to recover the world that was sinking away into emptiness while I hunched over my books. Yet in that time and place, merely to be reading gave me hope. I hardly understood the text. Sentences were comprehensible, but the characters <coughs> and the moves the authors made were opaque. I do recall reading a John Donne poem over and over and having the connection splash over me like a sudden rain, noticing how his spiritual sonnets and his love poems worshiped the same force. I did not know at the time that reading was a discipline of the inner journey, but such knowledge wasn't necessary for it to transform me. So he's saying that for him, literature was a discipline for the inner journey, maybe means that each person may find a different discipline discipline for this. I think so. Yeah. But it's not belief. That is not what? Oh, that's belief. okay. Faith is not oh, belief. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I thought it was your words. Okay. Go on. Faith is change is charged waiting a kind of sleep in which we dream. We are aware that our consciousness is lower, lowered 
and that we understand little, but we accept this as a, an animal might accept the weather. We persevere without demanding very much except of ourselves. At first, we just repeat our efforts, persistent, reverent, uncomprehending, with no natural gift. We listen to the music that the world sings all about us. We listen and listen and gradually patterns reveal themselves. Patterns, I'm sorry. And gradually pattern, patterns reveal themselves. Faith has the force of grass finding its way up through the pavement. Faith sometimes looks like intention, but it is different. It hopes for no particular change. It's content to continue until change is given, and even if change is not given. When we have faith, we follow the practice we have chosen, simply and with love, and how we feel about it, and whether our understanding has deepened yet. These considerations are none of our business. I have a question. Uh, so I, I, I don't remember the term in English, but Buddhism is a religion, non-theistic non religion. And there are... Go on. There are some others, like Shintoism and some others. Hinduism, maybe? So, um, I... I don't know the, um, you know, the core concepts of the others. So I have, uh, sometimes I have doubt uh, if I could have to research more about, you know, the other non-theistic religions in terms of uh, decide <laughs> about the practice. I mean, I, I, I feel really um, identified with Buddhism, but uh, probably those are kind of doubts sometimes for me. Those are the last thing you said. Those are kind of what doubts. Doubts. We, we yeah, but what do you have doubts in? Because here, this this last paragraphs um, talk talked about um, faith, faith in in this practice. And yeah, um, so what I want to share is that sometimes I may have doubts in terms of my ignorance of the other religions. Uh, I just don't know them. Um, so I wanted to ask you, I'm not really sure what I'm asking, but I, maybe I want to ask if before going to Buddhism, you make a search or a cavity, if it's there, it's so dark. <laughs> in his room, uh, if you look for some others or how did you get here with that faith? Well, I mean, that, that it's different for each person. I, um, you know, there was a time early on when I went to a lot of um, Christian churches, but I never believed very much in, in what they, they uh, 
taught. I even lived in a Unitarian church once for a semester. But, but, um, and I'm still connected with Judaism. You know, once a week we do Torah study. We used to do twice a week different things. But, um, but Buddhism seems, um, maybe to have the most wisdom or to be the best path or to be something that, uh, uh, you know, and I love meditation or whatever it is that we do sitting on the cushion. Uh, and I like the people and the things that they think about. Um, but I haven't had very much other than Taoism. Um, I was in a group and we were reading about that talking about that and that's part of Buddhism. Some say that Zen is is a combination of Confucianism and Taoism. Um, and in the end, I'm not sure it matters what what religion you kind of connect to or what series of beliefs it's you know, by immersing yourself in them. Uh, I mean, they're just different paths. Have you heard the expression, all paths, all roads lead to Rome? Yeah. So, and I think, I think we need to honor other people's paths too. Not like our path is right. Mm. You know, someone might be a photographer and someone might be a chemist. And these are all ways of, um, exploring the world and exploring the self. Yeah. Who's reading now? I just got the reading, so it's on you, Kim. Okay. So, so we're here at Refining Integrity? Is that right? Yes. Okay. If we do not listen to the voice of our integrity, we suffer. That suffering is a sacrifice to integrity, the way physical <coughs> pain is a sacrifice to the health of the body. Both give us the information we need before we can change. To make the right decision is not essential to integrity. The point is to notice the consequences. And I think that's an important thing that we're for some reason, over and over again, we make some bad decisions, don't we? I do. In this way, refining integrity is a step toward pain the dark, where we merely accept that for the sake of knowledge. We must give up our illusions and comfort. In the process of refining integrity, each decision teaches us. We notice and reflect. We learn to recognize and that, that the ne next time we have a certain kind of queasiness, it is not just something we ate, it is our true voice. This is humbling because what we notice first are the times when we act without integrity. It takes courage to look to our deeds with objectivity. 
even when they occurred long ago. But without a sense of failure, integrity cannot develop. A woman told this story about herself as a 12-year-old at summer camp. I had a friend with a physical disability and I betrayed her. She sat in her pants and at night the girls paraded by to look. I could do nothing. I couldn't do nothing. She wanted to sit sit next to me on the bus going home. Instead, I sat next to a popular girl I didn't like at all. I was much more interested in my friend. I saw in my friend's eyes that she knew I was betraying her. Mind you, I suppose most girls of 12 couldn't have stood up to the pressure, but still, I remember. I winced. Winced. So that's an interesting thing about that he's talking about in this last paragraph is um, the point is to notice the consequences. So even though the person wasn't doing the right thing, they noticed how they were feeling when they did the wrong thing. Mm. Yeah, thank you for that observation. The important matter here is the unhappiness the woman feels at how she acted as a child. There were many reasons for that child's action, the barbaric pressure of the pack, and a sensible desire not to take on the sorrows of the world just yet. But it was betrayal nonetheless. It doesn't seem possible to develop integrity and to refine it without the dreadful example of our own failures. Turning failure around. By the earth we fall down, by the earth we stand up. Integrity is independent of success in the world because while it mediates with matter, it does not identify with it. If we act with integrity, we develop our character and put ourselves into the right relationship with eternity. This course prevents us from sabotaging ourselves, and so we may bring success in the world. But we can be born into times and places that make success very difficult. This is entirely acceptable to the person of integrity. One can take either the inner or outer road to <coughs> happiness, and if the outer is blocked, it may well help us attend more closely to the inner. In the Chinese wisdom book, the I Ching, the situation of general difficulty is called Xian or obstruction. It gives the image of being hemmed between a watery abyss before and a mountain behind. It doesn't matter what the obstruction is a death, a divorce, a wreck, business deal. When we are blocked in the outer world, the I Ching suggests it is best to wait and to use the dark time for character work. 
water on the mountain, the image of obstruction. Thus, the superior man turns his attention to himself and molds his character. A young couple were central figures in a small community. They had five children and were much admired. Then the marriage came apart in a whirlwind, a true mortification. The woman was vilified by her friends. She felt herself unable to judge what was it, what, but felt the pain of isolation and was ready to believe that she was to blame. But she was also a veteran of meditation, a qualified teacher, and decided to use her anguish as an opportunity to deepen her spirituality. In the midst of her crisis, she went to study with an old teacher. Before I came to him, I had many spiritual experiences. Oh, we have a, a per, uh, I don't know who, have we had this person before? Uh, who? We, some, oh, you don't know, you don't, Andrew Tate, I hope he's not a Zoom bomber. He might be, man. It's just too random. Uh, Andrew, do you want to read with us? I'm good. I'm good for now. I'm good for now. Are you? You just want to listen? Yeah. 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 Uh, okay, but I knew I had reached some sort of limit. He questioned me closely, and I answered him with confidence. But he rejected my answer. He said my understanding wasn't deep enough and kicked me out of his interview room. And when he did this, I had a strange reaction. I was excited. I was happy because here was my chance to go deeper. I will always be grateful for that no, which respected the crisis I was in, grateful that he took me so seriously. Whenever we are defeated, two reactions hover near us, grief and excitement for the opening of doors. The ability to turn about, to change course, especially if we have a lot invested in our current direction, is a basic element of developed integrity. This ability is much more important than not making mistakes. The same teacher this woman sought out, who is now one of the great old men of Zen, tells a similar story from his early days of teaching. After many years, he had completed his formal studies in Zen. He turned from a visit to Japan, and he was met with much excitement by his students, who gave him a book newly published of Zen essays. I could tell immediately that it was a good book, but I didn't understand it. My incomprehension horrified me. It meant my training was not complete, and yet my students were bowing to me and calling me Roshi. I felt ashamed. Well, as soon as that retreat was over, I picked up 
and fled to another teacher, a man younger than myself, and became a student again. He was very generous to me in public and gave me a place of honor in his temple, yet privately pressed me very hard. I didn't leave home again until my understanding had cleared up. Here we see the same ability to turn failure about that he later evoked in his gifted student. Student, His understanding did not mean his own requirements, but instead of disappearing, this, no, despairing. He acknowledged his situation and sought a remedy. Integrity at such a moment involves acknowledging a problem, having great doubt, not being utterly disabled by shame, having great faith, and persevering, having great effort. There is traditional Christian story about this turning about. A monk looking for some guidance and encouragement goes to Ava C. Sisos and ask, asks, what am I to do since I have fallen? What am I to do since I have fallen? The Abba replies, get up. I did get up, but I fell again. Get up again. I did, but I must admit that I fell once again. So what should I do? Do not fall down without getting back up. <laughs> Turning about is related to the ability to see the path as something that goes on and on with infinite vistas. Our faults are always large and visible. Compassion and perseverance are always necessary. Somewhere in the universe, the Chinese say, the Buddha is still deepening his light, enlightenment. I'll keep going. The cliff. Jumping off the cliff with open hands, Wuman Haruka. Often, we just don't have enough information and yet must make a decision anyway. The matter may be one of life and death, and still all we can do is make the best of it. Decide according to our heart, our courage, and our generosity. We can then watch to see how well things turn out. But we shall never know how it would have been if we cho chosen another path, married another person, picked a different career, fled a war we fought, fought a war we fled. We are mortal, life is limited. Facing these truths requires the development of our characters in the first place. Choosing without sufficient information, we enter life completely and that is our action of integrity. A man spoke of his experience during the Vietnam War many years ago. Now it seems clear that the war was, moved, was wrong, 
but at the time we weren't so sure. It seemed to be pointless military adventure, but I felt obliged to volunteer because I knew men who had gone and been badly wounded. And I thought I should go out of loyalty to them. Every time I walked past the draft building, I winced. Also, I had a South Vietnamese friend who was a student with me, son of a colonel. In the end, even though I could, could have got a conscientious, uh, conscientious objection, I became one of the early draft registers. Resistors. I mean, resistors, I'm sorry. I left school and the glittering career intended for me from childhood. Now I think that I was torn by conflicting vanities. The pride of going to war, the pride of standing against the giant machine of war. At the time, I wasn't sure, but I had to decide anyway. This man had to decide without good information, of course, it would change everything about his life. The process of developing integrity is still going on. 30 years later, he is still holding some of the questions open. To choose is to bear the shame, guilt, and incompleteness that come from action. To choose is to make errors and to live. I think we should stop here and do our 10 minutes, okay? Okay. Okay. Or do you want to read another one? I I could prefer. Wait, to... wait, wait, wait. What's going on? Oh no. If we just do another one, then we'll be up to chapter ten. Should we do that? Yeah. Okay. You started to say something, Melan? No, I wanted to say that I'd rather re read a little bit more. Okay. Compassion as sacred work. The best way to combat to combat combat evil is not directly, but to make active progress for the good. Good character doesn't happen by accident. We develop our character through the undertaking of good tasks. Sorry. Oh, I had a delay. I I start. I have started reading. I'm sorry. Oh, don't worry. Uh, we develop our character through the undertaking of tasks, knowing that we do so both for ourselves and for the world. Our tasks enlarge the wife they. With good character, we are tough inside but pliant outside you know what pliant means Fle flexible mm. thank you ability to uh have you heard the expression to roll with the punches mm -mm. Mm -hmm. oh to roll with the uh the ability to to uh to bend mm -hmm. you know flexible Okay. No matter what happens, you're okay. Yeah, I like it. We could, 
with good character, were tough inside but pliant outside, able to be rigor rigorous and helpful. The woman okay. who came. Oh. Go on. The woman who came to the old teacher and deepened her spiritual path eventually returned to her community. Her ex-husband was living with another woman, previously a close family friend, almost next door. This became a new task for integrity. The woman had carefully examined her own part in the breakup, but she had not expected to be abject and jealous. She realized she had to stop looking to see if his car was there, arguing with him in her head, wishing she could make him understand. She did not want to plead with him. She did not want him to have anything to do with how she felt. So she took up the meditation of compassion. It was hard at first. She kind of felt a chaos within, but she fought it. <coughs> by saying to herself the ancient impartial words, may I be peaceful, may I be happy, may my child be peaceful, may she be happy. Then as her mind settled a little, she would extend the wishes, the feelings of warmth to her husband, to the new woman, and so gradually out beyond to the trees and the ocean. At first, entering compassion was hard work, but returning over and over to that arduous meditation made her strong. Gradually, equanimity came. Over the next 15 years or so, she became a leader in her world. She never felt that she had understood what had happened, but, he, but the old disaster of her marriage had transformed itself into a Benning force. Benign. Uh, benign. Be benign. Something positive, right? The practice of compassion detaches us from our heavy emotions so that when they arise, they do not capture us. We are free of wanting things to be other than they are. What a practice this was for her. By the influence of compassion, the soul is included in the work of integrity. Without it, integrity might be seen merely as a set of rules or as a series of stern trait tasks, as in this old Chinese story. <clears throat> a scholar told Confucius about a man who reported his father for stealing a sheep, praising this action as an example of integrity. Where's the integrity in that, Confucius replied. The son covers up for the father and the father covers up for the son. That's integrity. The catalyst in such a case, the quality that integrity implies and needs is human connection. That's why it's so hard to judge someone else's integrity, isn't it? Like if you had starving children and your only way of getting food for them was to steal it, would, would that, could that be done with integrity? 
Uh, integrity towards the kids, yeah. I mean, I would, I would think so, but then... You know, I wonder you know, about some of the, the spam callers who, you know, who want to steal things from you. Um, you know, what, what's their condition that they, that's the only way they can make a living, or is it? Integrity might... Greedy. You think so? Yeah, I saw Some. a documentary on it. They they oh. make really good money on uh, doing that. Integrity. What do you know the name of the documentary? Uh, I would have to. If you find it, let me know. I'd like to see that. Okay. The catalyst. I'll okay. I'll text it to you. The integrity in such a case, the quality that integrity implies or needs is human connection. Integrity must bear the secret kindness of life as well as carry out our <coughs> anguish. Must be faithful to our joy as well as to the pains we bear. Carrying such kindness makes us vulnerable to the softness of life. It's seductive pull into form and mortality and the doomed doomed quest to savor and delay time it makes our character permeable makes character into the house that keeps out the rain and lets in the sun the house in which the windows are open and children laugh in the corridors makes our characters permeable, makes character into the house that keeps out the rain and lets in the sun, the house in which the windows are open and the children laugh in the corridors. Such a beautiful author. Okay, can we now uh, take our 10 minutes, Malin? Sure. Okay, it's eight o'clock, 8.01. You, we read the full time. We're not going to flunk. Okay. okay, and we're on page uh, 207 to 27. So what, what stuck with you? What stuck with me was the fact that. Do you have more light, in, Cody? Uh, It'd be great to see you. Uh, hold on. Yay. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Hold on. Yeah. But, uh, the fact that integrity, like like you brought up the example of uh, somebody stealing food for a bunch of hungry children, but yet, you know, um, even though they're doing it for the greater good, for the starving children, 
they're taking off of someone else's plate because, you know, we don't know their situation or, you know, the people they're stealing from. So you're saying they're, they're bad. Yeah. You know, you know, like they say, uh, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. So, I mean, even, even if it, the intentions are good, it's still bad. Mulan, what hit you? The thing with um, faith. You have faith? I don't know. <laughs> it is um she was um thinking that uh while we were reading um I thought I heard uh, the seismic alarm of the city because it has been how do you say earthquakes have been occurring the last few weeks. And uh, so it was just a klaxon <laughs> that uh, you are, you know, confused with the sound. And um, I always wonder, um, talking about faith, so, you know, it's a mystery how life could end, you know, in a particular way, like how my life could end. Could it be <laughs> because of an earthquake or something else so that just came to my mind do you think you have more faith than you did 20 years ago yeah i think so i think i do So I wrote, uh, I wrote, um, here's a picture. I wrote a picture. So this guy's being stabbed and he's saying, help me please. And the other guy, I think he's me and he's not doing anything. It's so easy to judge another's integrity, but are we correct? The man steals to feed his starving kids. The man makes cigarettes knowing they kill people. It's so easy to say, oh, what bad people. How about our own integrity? Where is it? Why did we not stand up and protect the one being harmed? Do we do any better the next time? That story about the 12 year old and the disabled person in the bus, that stuck with me. Those are pretty, because, um, Sometimes we make choices because people, we think people will think more of us. And it's nice where people stand up for um, the underdog, even though it's not popular. Thank you for joining from far off places.